I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Today we are live from Niagara Falls Country Club, the home of the Porter Cups, the women's, men's, and senior Porter Cups. And the women's Porter Cup is next week. Uh, Kevin Sylvester here along with Jeff Metis. Brian Cozio is on assignment today. Yes, he is. Yes, uh, a big assignment. Uh, he has one of his players. Making states for the first time in many, many years from Sweet Home High School. Congratulations yeah. to Brian. He's a good tennis coach. And uh, best of luck uh, down there. So Brian will not be with us today. Too bad. It's a beautiful setting up here in Lewiston, wow. up on the hill here, Niagara Falls Country Club. It looks like we've got a perfect day for golf, Jeff. It looks like it's one of the best views in, in western New York. They're from their patio outside there. It's uh, it's gorgeous looking over Lewiston. we got a beautiful sunny morning. What else would you rather be doing than playing golf right now? They have a new banquet hall, too. Uh, in the back, they converted the the former cart barn mm-hmm. into this amazing banquet center. So all, you can take advantage of that view, um, you know, over the, the river and Lake Ontario and all the way to Toronto on a clear day like we have today. It's probably why there's a waiting list right now to get in. Yeah, Falls Country Club. <laughs> it yes. probably is yes. uh, doing some great things up here. Yep. Uh, we are going to talk about Memorial. We're going to talk about Tiger Woods because um, we, we need to make some comments on that. The golf world's talking about that. But first, here on the show, uh, we mentioned the home of the Porter Cups, and the Women's Porter Cup uh, begins play next week, June 7th through the 9th. And joining us here is the tournament director, Brian Oakley. Great to have you on again. Great to be here morning, again guys. this year. Thank you. Morning, Brian. A beautiful uh, day for golf. Uh, weather-wise, we've been waiting for this, haven't we? <laughs> it's been we, crazy. We have. <laughs> we've uh, we've experienced a lot of uh, rain over the last uh, few few weeks, and uh, the uh, the course is going to play difficult this week because it's uh, the the rough is long, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be a challenge. That was you know, one of the questions I'm going to ask. How's it affected? Uh, the golf course here and the maintenance of it. You know, we all feel for the golf course superintendents across uh, Western New York and the region, uh, just trying not, not only play catch up, but just keep things playable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Everything's very thick. Yeah, the, the the rough being up though, I think will help protect par on this golf course and create it even bigger. Along with the winds that you expect when you play here, that thick rough will. Definitely be a test for the ladies. Absolutely. Yeah, it looks like there's a tremendous field once again for the, the Women's Porter Cup. Just flipping through the brochure here, watching, uh, looking at the names, recognizing the names. Who are some of the best players that will be playing in this year's Women's Porter Cup? Well, we've got a field of uh, 76 uh, young ladies. Um, they, they range from uh, age of uh, 14 up to uh, uh, 30. So uh, we've got representation from New Zealand, Philippines, Japan, Venezuela, 
Thailand, and of course Canada. Um, the individuals that are that are uh, ranked in in the world uh, amateur rankings are uh, Wad uh, Fajimli from Bangkok. She's at 121. Uh, we've got Katja Pokar from uh, Ohio State. She's uh, at 101. Jessica Provasnik also plays for Ohio State, 122. And then we've got uh, Mika Liu, um, who's very accomplished at at uh, number 36 uh, from Stanford. And uh, as I mentioned to you earlier, we have the uh, the the entire Ohio State team comes in and plays uh, for us every year. And there's probably three or four young ladies on that team that just finished um, the NCAAs uh, Division One for the nation in fourth spot. So there's three or four young ladies that, that could win the whole thing uh, for, from that team. Which, by the way, watching the NCAA championships, both the women's and the men's on Golf Channel, they did a fantastic job with it. It was cool. Fun to watch. I'm, I'm glad they're televising both. Uh, you know, championships. As a college golf coach, I'm a little bit partial to it, but the, the, just the joy and the excitement that these kids, they live and die on every shot throughout the, the college tournaments as you watch it. it. It's great television. The other thing I noticed, by the way, is looking through some very fine players that come that are local. I saw Marin Sapolo, member of Park Club, very right from here in Lewiston. Who else is local that uh, that we should keep an eye on? I saw Sidney Shaw. I see a lot of really good names of really, really good players. Yeah, of course, we've got Marin Cipolla. Uh, she also belongs here at the Niagara Falls Country Club from University of Texas. And we've got Emily Doyle from Niagara University and Chelsea D'Antonio from Lancaster. Uh, Sarah Godfrey, uh, Singleton from Niagara University. Uh, Laura Case from Lemoyne. Um, Lindsay May is a local young lady that, that is, looks very promising. Uh, Mika McDonald, um, Victoria Parker from uh, Coastal Carolina. Uh, Sydney Shaw from Bradley University. Uh, Allison Spara, she's a, a alum from Ohio State that's going to play this year. And, of course, we've got one of our fa- favorite um, players that we've had all five years of our tournament, and that's Cat Peters from uh, Michigan. Yeah, you know, Five years, uh, you mentioned that, and I wanted to uh, touch on that uh, for a little bit here in you know, starting this five years ago and to where it is today. How far have you come? And I'm, what I mean by that is um, – the recognition of the tournament out there in women's golf, uh, women's amateur golf, that, hey, you know what, we're going to send our team, Ohio State. We're gonna, uh, team Canada, I know, has been represented here mm-hmm. year in and year out um, from this tournament. Has it been easier to fill the field and uh, with the word out now? It, it absolutely has been. Uh, I have to do a lot more uh, uh, scrutiny and, and analysis of, of the scores and, and, you know, what their competition is, um, you know, what, what school they're, they're attending. Um, I did have the opportunity this year and for the first time to start um, doing a little bit of my own recruiting. So I went down to one of those um, NCAA um, regionals ah. and, you know, gave me an opportunity to talk to 18 uh, D1 coaches firsthand. And, you know, the, the, every, the reaction back was, you know what, you're on my radar. You know, just, I, I just haven't been able to, you know, talk to the girls enough about it. And, uh, and out of that, you know, I got a few players, and they, the others said, you know what, you know, next year, please keep us in mind. So it, it, it is growing. It's got some recognition. It's, a, it's ranked a B tournament, uh, which I'm very pleased about because that, that, you know, it's all ranked for A through C. And then you know you know some of the you know strong uh, U.S. amateur, for instance, is a is an elite tournament. So, and how about past players? Uh, I know you've had some very successful players come through here. Tell us about some of the players that have come through and and done well in their careers after their Porter Cup experience. Well, there's there's only one young lady in over the four years that hasn't gone pro the next year that have won the tournament. Uh, Josie Doyen from last year. Um, 
she was part of the Canadian national team, and, and she won it uh, handily, uh, and then has gone on to put to, to go to uh, Q School and, and, and play in the LPGA as well. Um, of course, we've got Brooke Henderson. That yep. will always, you know, at least for now, be the, the uh, cornerstone of the tournament. Um, she came in, you know, as a, as a uh, uh, favorite, and, uh, you know, her first score on her first day was 74, and uh, she was right out of the you know, contention until she came in the last day and got uh, upset at herself, I guess I'll say, and shot 62. Mm. And, and, and that, that's all she wrote. That's so all I got to do is get mad and I'll yeah, play better? Yeah. Well, oh, great. I, you know, that, that year, the first one, we filmed uh, a segment with her for TD Green and TV, yeah. and it was, we're going to play three holes uh, you know, where they're on the golf course and talk to her. We, we ended up playing one. The Team Canada coach was, you know, and, and I, I respect it greatly. Like, they were, they were, here's a team. Yeah. And, you know, we're focusing on, on Brooke, and she's like, all right, you know, one hole's enough here. We got some team. Okay, great. But you could tell, at, you know, that and Brooke was probably 17, 17 maybe, maybe even 16. You could tell right there she was a star. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had the charisma. The way she hit the golf ball had the sound. Yeah, <laughs> it it was it. just, and, you know, just casually, she wasn't happy where she was in the green. We played uh, 14, and then she drains like a 25-footer for birdie. It was just it was just incredible, and you can just tell right away, like, some people you know just have it. Like, this girl has it. And she's, you know, won a, she won a major on the LPGA along she with two three, other victories. Three, yeah, yeah, she has three victories, 18 uh, top 10 finishes, and she's, uh, She's accumulated over $2 million to date. Good for her. So people want to, you know, you got a young daughter or a young son or somebody that wants to come up and watch some really good players. Is this similar to the uh, the Men's Porter Cup? Tell us uh, tell us what happens if someone wants to come out and, and watch some of the golf. Well, yeah, they're more than welcome. I mean, there's no no charge at all, of, of course. Um, you know, we're not as, uh, as accomplished as the men's side from a standpoint of, of numbers. Uh, and, of course, you have to remember that, you know, the kids are still in school. So, you know, me finding caddies and things like, like that is, is, is difficult. But, uh, no, everybody's more than welcome to come out and enjoy the, you know, the view and, and the country club. And I'll tell you, these young ladies, they're so appreciative and, and uh, they're just uh, they're so wonderful to be around. The camaraderie that the, you know, the girls and ladies share, I mean, it, it's evident. You see it, you see it from the LPGA Tour, the examples that the professionals make. Uh, you know, they, they, they're tweeting out Instagram pictures of dinners like a group of 10 of them uh, like you don't see that on the pga tour you see a couple guys the spring break right you know ricky fowler and that group they go that's like, like the only time you'll see players really hanging out together but on all the women's side it, it seems like there's this uh, this bond that they have and i i'm sure new bonds are created with this event here absolutely and you know and, and the local girls get an opportunity to see what it's like out there and uh, like I said, you know, the NCAAs is, is, uh, is an example of that. I mean, you see girls from different teams all hugging each other because they play all in the same tournaments. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, they grow up together because, you know, when they're playing, especially in, in women's golf, there's not that many events to attend. So a lot of them, especially locals around here, they all know each other and play with each other. So it, it's a family. Yeah, it certainly is. How, how much do you think women's golf locally – uh, particularly for girls, high school golf, and uh, the girls going on to college here has grown, uh, you know, from this event and from girls like uh, w- women like Brooke Henderson who played in this event and like, well, hey, wait, she played 
you know, at the Women's Border Cup in Niagara Falls Country. But I went out and saw her, and, you know, she's got three wins on the LPGA Tour. But do you think that's had an effect and impact locally? Well, you, you know what, what? The way I look at it is the um, uh, where the girl, young girl plays, okay? Um, there's more girls' golf teams evolving, okay? It used to be that if a young lady wanted to play golf, she had to play with the boys. Right. And, and yeah. so there's more that I'm seeing now that the high schools are creating um, – girls teams because there's enough to to you know support it yeah and and by the way they're good well that, right, yeah, right that's what i was gonna say i mean you look at the look at these schools these kids are going to you know coming out of western york going to texas mm-hmm. you you got to be a player to go to texas and, and uh, winthrop yeah, yeah winthrop university in south yeah. carolina that's these are very fine play- i mean to be honest they're probably outperforming the the boys in this area you know with a, with a few notable exceptions but there's a lot of strong young women players in this area and i think an event like this Helps build that, and it helps, you know, hey, you can produce good golfers in Western New York. I always say that. Hey, you can't play, be good because you're only playing six months a year. That's not true. Look what happens. we got we got tons of great players coming out here, especially on the women's side, and I think an event like this is great. It gives those girls in this area a chance to come and see what the best players in the world are doing and come and, and learn how to compete at that level. So, um, to me, this is only going to help grow women's golf. And like you said, high school golf is now – for women and college teams because of Title IX. There's more women's programs, so it is it is a great game for women to play, and uh, it's exciting to see this event here, and I'm glad we that you guys branched out and created this event. All right, I'm going to ask you both a question then here in a second, but uh, just to remind everybody, you're listening to TD Green here on WGR. We're live from Niagara Falls Country Club in Lewiston, uh, the site of the Porter Cups. We'll do two shows here this year, uh, one today previewing the Women's Porter Cup, which begins play on June 7th. That's on Wednesday. Again, free and open to the public to come on and check it out uh, during the day, uh, each and every day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There's no admission charge uh, to come out on the grounds and, and watch the golf, and it's a great atmosphere uh, to see some spectacular uh, golf being played this week, and then later in July, the Men's Porter Cup will be here uh, on the, the morning of the final round of that here at Niagara Falls Country Club. Uh, Brian Oakley is joining us here, the tournament chairman from the Women's Porter Cup. Uh, Brian Colchill, by the way, is on assignment. But Jeff and Brian, I'm going to ask you, all right, so inevitably somebody out there is listening right now, and their daughter might be young and might be interested in golf. Uh, aside from coming out and being more inspired by watching them play here next week, I'll start with you, Jeff. How do you get your daughter involved in golf? Well, first of all, you got to make it fun. You know, anytime you're, you're creating, you're trying to get a kid into the game of golf, you have to make it fun. So that becomes, you know, it's a father-daughter, mother-daughter experience. You know, uh, make it a, an enjoyable day. The worst thing parents do is they try to over coach their kids they hey do this keep your head down keep your left down try harder pay attention no make it a short you know brief visit and and have it be a wonderful experience for the kid and and a good time and take them out for ice cream afterwards so they always associate fun with it all you can have ice cream too right but you know you make it you make it a day that they enjoy and 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 have a lot of fun and it doesn't have to be nine or 18 holes i'd like you know take them out for one or two holes to get them going and if they start to become competitive there's the West New York PGA Junior Tour, which is just a perfect outlet for that. So if you want to play and start to become competitive, there's a little tour in the area that, that we run, and you can go all over Rochester, Buffalo, Niagara Falls, and play some really, really nice golf courses and learn to compete at golf. And um, and if that's what they like, that's a great way. And then, you know, if they do well there, then there's other stepping stones as you go along. But first and foremost, golf has to be fun. Get them some, some qualified instruction from a pga professional don't teach them yourself um you know you know kids patience for their parents is sometimes and uh and and just because you golf doesn't know you mean you know how to teach your kids to golf so 
that's what I would suggest. You know, get a good PGA professional, make it fun, and get on the Western York PGA Junior Tour. And I think that's a great start for anybody. Yeah, but Brian's nodding your head there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, one of the things is expose them to the game too. I yeah. mean, this is a great opportunity if you want to get your daughter in, interested in golf, and come out here and you know see some role models. Exactly. To make it happen, like, hey, you know, wow, I, I can do that, right? I mean, that's... I work with a role model, Stacey Barwick over at the Park Club. Fine PGA professional, fine player. You know, you watch someone like that, hey, that would inspire you to be to be a player. Or come out here and watch these girls play. Watch watch any of them hit it. I mean, there's... And the, the things they get to do when you're a golfer also, I think you want to tell your kids, hey, look at all the cool stuff you get to do as a golfer. You get to go here. You get to travel there. You're at... You're outside all the time. You're at a beautiful country club like Niagara Falls. So all those positives and all the things that you can gain from the game are great for kids and, and especially good for young women, I think. You want to talk about positives and, and gain from the game. Uh, you know, there was a controversy with LPGA golf, Lexi Thompson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the outrage of what I think was overall positive for not only golf, but I think women's golf um, in the fact that how she handled herself during – the round when she was notified and, you know, brushed away the emotion of it and just ripped one down the fairway and fought her way back to the playoff. I don't know what you two think about that. Brian, I'll ask you first, but I think that garnered more attention for the LPGA LPGA Tour um, in a positive way, not only for Lexi Thompson, but overall, despite, you know, the craziness of the ruling. Yeah, well, you know, and as for anybody that doesn't know, it, Lexi uh, uh, moved her ball, and she was caught on TV by by somebody calling in and, and calling her on it, and uh, and and ultimately she lost the tournament in in uh, you know a playoff style. Well, she re- replaced her ball on the green in, incorrectly. In, incorrectly, it wasn't in the exact position, um, you know, where she had lifted the ball after marking it. Which I mean, we we're talking. I don't know, fraction, yeah, millimeters. Yeah. I mean, which and she gained Phil, Mi- advantage, yes. Phil Mickelson, kudos to him because he said in a press conference, like, you know, that's something we all need to be pay better attention to. Yeah, yeah, you know, on the on the PGA tour. So it wasn't just like, hey, she did something wrong. It's like, you know, well, you know how hard that is to put it back in the exact spot. But anyways, continue, Brian. And, yeah. and she didn't complain about it. You know, she 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 took her her medicine, and uh, it'll make her a, a better player. And I think uh, she garnered a lot of respect from from young ladies and and golfers all around the world that that looked at it and went, you know, anybody could have made that mistake, and yet she didn't uh, whine about it. She just went out and did her business, and 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 kudos to her. Yeah, I don't think it's a woman's thing either. I mean, she's a role model for any golfer. I mean, to me, that shines a light on the character that the game of golf builds, and that's bring circles us back to why you want your kids to play the game. Well, I just bring it up because... It was something that garnered attention to the LPGA Tour and oh. happened in a major. You know, they're not in, in it's televised, many events televised. They don't have as many events right. as the men do. Economics uh, work in that way. But I, I think that may help it. I think in the way she handled herself um, and the controversy of it, I, I think, helps. Yeah. And, push, and I also think will help. And I, Jay Monahan, the new commissioner of the PGA Tour, has hinted at this, and I hope they do it and come through with it, take one of the um, – regular season weeks, if you will, on the PGA Tour and do a combined event um, that's televised. So 
they're right there alongside the PGA Tour players, the LPGA Tour players, competing in a team event. I think it would be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And from what I understand, that's actually already in the works. Yeah, so yeah, that, they're, that they're talking about it. Yeah. You know, they're, they're throwing the smoke signals out there a little bit, you know, smoke some fire, and uh, um, I think it's uh, – going to happen. I mean, they're floating the idea so people can mill it around like we're talking about it now and like, yeah, that would be great. Well, the the PGA of America also has taken over one of the women to create a major there too. So there, I do think that women's golf is on the upswing. I, I think you're for, if you're a sponsor, you're going to want to align yourself with someone like Brooke Henderson and the LP after an incident like that, sure. how she comported herself. And now you've got events like the Women's Porter Cup. If you, why wouldn't you want to align yourself as a sponsor with some of these things? Right. And well, and the more, as you mentioned, there's more high school teams now. There's more college teams, so more women are playing the game. You're going to get better athletes playing the game. You're going to get better players right. uh, pushing forward to play the game, and uh, that's exciting. And the women's college golf experience is just a blast. I mean, I watch these women at these. They just look like they're having a great time every week well, in every are. tournament. All right, Brian. Uh, tournament play begins Wednesday, 8 a.m. 8 a.m. And uh, anybody's welcome, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You'll get here at 7.45? Oh. <laughs> no, I'm better than you guys. I'm a than that. <laughs> play, will be, play will go till around when? Until uh, 4, 4.30. Okay. But you mentioned sponsorship, and you're exactly right. I didn't have any trouble getting sponsors this year. In fact, you know, the, the local hospital, Mount St. Mary's and Center for Women, sponsored. And then I had WGRZ come in and say, you know, we want to be a co-sponsor as well. And so it, it's uh, it's getting visibility. We have Brian sell the show. He has no problem getting sponsors. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's great to hear. And uh, congratulations on that. Uh, the fifth year of the Women's Porter Cup. Brian, thank you so much for your time, and best of luck uh, with the weather this week. We'll keep our fingers crossed for please you. Please do. Please do. Yeah, we'll uh, see. We'll, we'll call Patrick Hammer over there, Channel Two, see if we can do something. Yeah, they're for sponsoring. You. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. It should <laughs> uh, make the weather. The weather. Yeah. I give him grief on that every Friday on our this weekend show. All right, we're going to take a a time out here. Our first time out of the show. It is. TD Green. We are live from Niagara Falls Country Club uh, Women's Porter Cup uh, next week. When we come back, we'll get a check of the PGA Tour leaderboards. Uh, Jeff and I will give you our thoughts on the Tiger Woods situation from last week. We'll also uh, give you that tip of the week, too, to help you play some better golf here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Well, that means one thing. Jeff's iPod is connected. Yes. And uh, <laughs> mixing the beats here. Uh, good morning, TD Green, live from Niagara Falls Country Club. Kevin Sylvester, Jeff Medis, Brian Cozy, a lot of assignment uh, this week. Uh, thanks again to Brian Oakley, Women's Porter Cup. And right after the segment, he's talking about how much he, you know, the, the fun of the event. And that's it's fun. It's an exciting thing. And they're in their fifth year and continue to grow, and I'm sure five years from now I'll have 100 players in the field easily. Well, we've been but, doing this for a little while, and you can see this event grow. You can see the quality of the, partic- the participants improving, and it's just a, it's nice to see something like this grow organically from just you know their efforts here at Niagara Falls Country Club. Absolutely. Um, Western New York PGA, our tip of the week. Jeff Medes is here for that. The Western New York PGA growing a giving game. And, and by the way, follow the Western New York PGA on Twitter. You can see all the junior events that they do. Uh, the weekends are, are big for that. The junior tour, um, Saturday and Sunday, they have those out there. So, And I saw the Hope program. Yep. Uh, there's the first session of that the other night at Fox Valley. Correct. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I couldn't make it. I did talk to Tim Freeze, PGA, who uh, was there. I 
about 20 people showed up. He said it was a great time. I'm looking forward to I'll be there for the rest of them this year, but uh, it's it's a really really neat thing. I, my do. my quasi neighbor lives, uh, you know, a few blocks down around the corner. Mm-hmm. Stopped me in the driveway that one day. Hey, I saw the interview on the TV show with the guy from the Western York PGA, Steve Barkowski, the yeah. executive director, talking about that whole program and the, the veterans. How do I get in? Yep. And, you know, he served in Vietnam and uh, wanted some help yep. with these things and some camaraderie with golf. So I, I hope that he signed up. I gave him all the, the information. Um, again, Western York PGA, you know, look him up on the, the Internet uh, their website, follow them on Twitter, Facebook, get information on the whole program uh, and how to get in there for the veterans out there um, and our wounded warriors and, and all those who have served uh, to take part of that program. Jeff, uh, for our tip of the week, though, I want to have you tell people how to get the clean contact and the ball in the rough. We still have some moist conditions mm-hmm. out there, and we're going to have some going forward with more rain in the forecast here early on uh, the week. Tomorrow, I, you know, looks like a washout, um, initially anyway. Um, but you'll get those lies in the rough, and they'll you you can get to the ball. Looks like a steeper angle, but to, to get that clean contact, how do you do that in the deeper grass, a deeper rough? Well, first of all, you won't get clean contact per se because you're going to get that grass between the golf ball and the club face, which is which causes all sorts of problems for your golf ball. It takes spin off it and everything else. Um, Typically, in the deeper rough, what you need to do is take more loft and move the ball back in your stance. So you want to have a little steeper angle of attack into the ball. When I say steeper, you know, more up and down versus around. Uh, not too, too steep, but what happens often is um, you, want, you want to try to hit the ball first. So you move it back in your stance a little bit, take a little bit more loft, and limit your uh, expectations on that shot. Um, you know, I played yesterday, and we would land, the ball would roll tremendously more. How's that for conjugating a sense? But have the ball roll further. It definitely comes out um, without any spin out of this rough. So you want to land the ball short and roll it up if you can. Uh, I advise people if there's an opening in front of the green to take the club and try to flight it in there instead of trying to hit it high. Move it back in your stance. Try to hit it low and roll it up. I think you'll have a better chance of having success that way. Um, But the thing I see people do a lot is they'll be in the rough and they're trying to hit it under a branch of a tree. They don't have enough loft. So if when you're in that rough, make sure you have a little bit of extra loft to get the ball out of that rough quicker. All right, so for example, let's say you had a 175-yard shot into the green mm-hmm. and some player, well, you know, I hit my six iron 175 yards. Mm-hmm. Don't take the six iron is what you're saying. I, I'd say you could take, that's enough loft, but I wouldn't take a four iron out of the rough because a four iron tip, four and five irons are starting to, depending on the rough, you're not going to have enough loft to get that ball out of the rough quickly. Uh, about six or seven, depending on the thickness of the rough, you start to have enough loft. It also correlates to how much speed you create. If you create a lot of speed, you can use less loft. If you don't create much speed, you're going to need more loft. So if you're not a long ball hitter, you need a little bit more loft to get the ball out of the rough. And sometimes you just have to take your medicine. You know, you just have to pitch it out and down the fairway and give yourself the next shot, a chance on the next shot. Remember, that club face is going to twist when it gets in that rough. I hit a few shots yesterday. I know that the ball ended up going a little bit left because it got into that rough and twisted close, so it comes out a little lower and flatter and goes left. Um, so if you take your, you know, limit your damage on that shot if you can. So move it down the fairway if it's in the lot. If you can't reach the green, make sure you're in the fairway for the next shot and give yourself the best opportunity. Here's a golf course superintendent question, or I'm going to ask this for mm-hmm. all the, the superintendents out there. Do you replace your divots in the rough, Jeff? Yes. Yes. Most people don't. <laughs> most people div- don't. Most, most people don't. Or, or use the seed. 
you think about it, if your ball, you follow that next player and you're in the same spot, then all of a sudden you're in a divot in the rough. Mm-hmm. might help you get the ball cleaner out of there, but it's still about maintenance of the golf course. And you're helping out your fellow members and your fellow golfer by yeah, you, doing that. You always replace the uh, you always replace the divot. You, you be careful with the seed because that seed typically, if they put seed in the tubes, that's bent grass seed. Right. It's not the same. It's not the same not as the, the rough, same. and you don't want bent in your rough. Right. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but so you always replace your divot. Yeah. But as far as playing from the rough, though, make sure you have enough loft to get out. Move it back in your stance and, and limit your expectations. You know, the key to hitting out of the rough is keep it on the fairway. Right. That's the number one key. But uh, most most courses, the rough has been thick. It's been, you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, when we were talking with Brian Oakley about the rain, uh, your Niagara Falls Country Club, and all over western New York, oh, yeah. it's not unique to here. Um, you know, the, the regular maintenance of the golf course is a job in it, of itself. Mm. And when you can't get on the golf course to do that because of some of the rains, particularly some of the, the clubs here who you know, have had flooding issues, um, you know, you're playing, trying to play catch-up with yeah. those things, catching up on the aeration and all the other things to get your equipment out on the golf course. And it's just, a, you know, an impossible yet and tireless task for the superintendents and their crew. Well, you know your own lawn, uh, how it is. It's been very, very thick, great grass-growing weather lately. Yeah. And what happens is they'll mow it at two and a quarter or whatever they mow the rough to, and, and they may have a rotation where they get to it once or twice a week. Well, it's just growing faster than it, it does at other times of the year. So it, it comes up thick and, and lustrous right now. Yeah, it certainly does. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, kind of like your hair, Kev. Thick and lustrous. <laughs> Thank you. I yeah. appreciate yeah. it. my age, I'll, I'll take any hair. How's that? <laughs> Uh, all right, Tiger Woods, uh, you know, dominating not just the golf news, but uh, news. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking, he transcended the sport uh, of, of golf, and, you know, we're all wondering, is he going to come back? Is he going to come back at a fourth back surgery? And then the arrest for DUI last weekend over Memorial Day weekend, and, you know, all the videos have come out, and, you know what, on a human level, I tweeted this out. Uh, I, I used a fancy word, uh, Schadenfreude. Um, you know, it's people reveling in someone else's demise, uh, their misfortune. And it's just incredible to me, all the shots taken at Tiger Woods. Now, I get part of it, right? I mean, um, his, his personal life in the past, what he did, some people are angry about that. Um, you know, he even admitted in, in his book, um, and what he did and was wrong and um, that side of his life. Um, I think people are, are want him back, and I think they're angry. Like, hey, you got all this money. How come you, you didn't get a driver? Well, situation's a little different than everybody first thought. There wasn't alcohol I- involved in it. I'm not saying that makes it any better, by no. the way. Um, but it wasn't like he was, hey, we're going out partying tonight and clubbing. And, I mean, he's wearing he's wearing gym shorts uh, and a shirt. Um, you know, he, he famously is not a great sleeper and, you know, he mixed medications on there just going by what the facts were and what's been said. I don't know anything more. Um, I don't know Tiger Woods. Um, I've, you know, covered him once as right before all the back problems happened when I first started the PGA Tour radio. So I can't tell you of, of great experience, uh, covering Tiger Woods. Uh, I can tell you, I'm like most of you, loved watching him play. Best player I've ever seen play. And you can certainly argue, I know there's an argument with Jack Nicholas, but, I mean, you can make Tiger Woods the greatest of all time uh, with that. So 
but on the human level, I feel for the guy when the videos are out. The mug shots. Yeah, it's, mu- it's public information. You were arrested by right. police. You, um, I get that. It's public information, but the humiliation that goes on with it um, is – you could say deserved. You could say whatever. I just, I just feel for the guy on that level. He's got two young kids, and to have their dad on every YouTube thing, and his mugshot being memed all over the place. Uh, it's just, it's tough. Well, it definitely seems as if he's got a problem there. And, you know, looking from the outside in, and, and maybe there'll be some positive. Well, he's got a legal problem right now. Well, That's he's got a legal problem. But he's, yeah, he, he, there's, it seems it would seem there's an addiction problem there. If you're out, well, I, I don't know. That's that's a leap, Jeff. That's I mean, just le- I just want to be fair to him. I mean, some people have hinted at that with, "Hey, he needs our help." Well, that, um, that's what I'm saying. I'm hoping yeah. that this shines even a brighter light on some of these other cultural problems that we have with painkillers and everything else and uh and hopefully tiger can spin this into something positive um but you know it it is it is tough when the greatest player and someone who's transcends the game and someone who's been a role model for so many people um has an issue like this and you see it splat you know it leads the news you know there's tiger that kind of thing leads the news and well that's our society in some way we like like you said but um i I don't know what to think. It's a confusing thing for me. I, I empathize for him. I feel for the game of golf. But, you know, he's there's some problem there, and, and that's that's his problem. It's not our problem, but we, uh, we, we do empathize with him. Yeah, you know, the mixture of medications, I, you know, I look at it this way, and I, I'm not – listen, I'm not apologizing for anything. He, he apologized, you know, he did something wrong. He, yep. he knew he should – I mean – just on a general level, if you've ever been given those strong painkillers, you should not operate a vehicle right. uh, with those things. So, uh, yes, he, he definitely violated uh, recommendations and, and did something wrong. Um, it could have been much worse. Thank goodness it wasn't, right. by the way, um, with that. Uh, but just if he has to take all those things just to function, like that would explain a lot. Explain a lot. Yes. Um, what the hell kind of life is that? And there are pe- probably somebody out there listening that's in pain and needs these things just to function, have normal life function. And I thought one of the, the interesting things Jack Nicholas said this week at the memorial with you know his press conference that you know, about Tiger, he advised him nine years ago, hey, you only see my guy Pete. I think Pete was the name of his physical therapist that mm-hmm. Jack used. Uh, to keep himself going, and you need to see Pete. The guy's great, and and Tiger, you know, Tiger's got his own team and stuff. And finally, I th- I want to say it was at the Masters dinner, they were talking about it, and he said, Tiger, I've been I've been imploring you to, to see Pete, and he's like, okay, I'm ready. And he went and saw him with his therapist, and um, Pete relayed back to Jack that he can't stand for ten minutes. Oh, because of the pain? Because of the pain. And how many surgeries has Tiger had? I mean, you're he's looking... He's had four back, sur- four four back, back surgeries, multiple knee surgeries. Yeah, he's had all kinds of surgeries. Sure. Um, right. He, he's almost like a football player's body at this point. Like, he's played too much football or hockey. I mean, he's just... He's at, you know, it's been such a roller coaster ride with Tiger following him His you know since he's last won a tournament. The ups and downs that he's gone through have been... Yeah. You know, and they're all on public display. You know, most of us, if we have those kind of issues, no one finds out. And and everything he does wrong is splashed across the newspapers and uh, and shines a light on golf that isn't positive. Um, right. That we're not used to seeing in the game of golf. You may see these things in other sports. They they feel like they're more commonplace. They may be more commonplace in golf. We just don't know it. Uh, but it it has been difficult to watch. Well, this here here's what might be the positive out of this. And Tiger Woods has been. 
you know, Tiger Woods camp and, you know, there's no leaks out of the camp, right? Like you're in, you're in or you're not, right? You can't, you can't be in Tiger's camp and anybody else's. So yeah. that's how it was, the right? House should hire these guys. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding, right? Uh, very tight circle, and once you're out of the circle, you're out of the circle. Um, and maybe that's some of the the reasons why he's taken so many shots mm-hmm. uh, over this. And but the, the the golf world's reached out to him now. Like many are saying, like uh, Martin Keimer. Uh, put out a, a video on there saying, like, why it was all this hate. We should be thanking this guy for what mm-hmm. he did for us. We should embrace him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Nicholas said, hey, we're, you know, we're here to help you um, right. if there is an issue. Uh, he, he used those words, but, I mean, you know what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jay Monahan said he's part of our family, the PGA Tour. So all these people are reaching out to Tiger, and maybe it's time for him to, to reach back mm-hmm. and say, yeah, you know what? I need some camaraderie. I miss that. I, I, I miss this part. Go to some tournaments and, and see those things. I mean, it's got to be extremely difficult to have that part of your life that was locked in golf and have that go away because of injury and you can't do things the way you used to do, like any of us experience. But he was just on an unbelievable super level. He's the best in the world, maybe the best that ever was, right. and that's gone. And that's going to be extremely difficult uh, to deal with and come to grips with, especially when uh, you know you're largely on your own, it seems anyways from that all right uh, that's some thoughts on tiger woods there when we come back we'll get our check of the the pga tour leaderboard the champions uh, tour report from absolute care all those things coming up here live from niagara falls country club on td green on wgr sports radio 550 Niagara Falls Country Club, that's where we are this week. Women's Porter Cup begins play on Wednesday, June 7th, 8 a.m. That is free and open to the public Wednesday through Friday. Uh, Encore Golf, if you have not tried the new Elixir, you are missing out. You need to do so. That is Buffalo's Golf Ball, their new performance golf ball, the Elixir. seen it in Wegmans. Yes, yeah, it's, in, it's in Wegmans, and uh, the ball place is advertised. It's excellent. Uh, they, have, they have balls now for... Uh, every skill level of golfer uh, on core golf. So they've uh, made some tremendous strides uh, over the years, and we're glad to have them as a partner, as we are with Cobra Puma Golf. By the way, Puma shoes, sorry, these are the most comfortable shoes I've worn, period. And the spikeless shoes. I wear spikeless golf shoes all the time, and the Puma golf shoes I walk four rounds at the Players' Championship with the Puma Ignite Spikeless, and they are just fantastic. It was it's like nice wearing when shoes are comfortable, isn't it? Oh, yeah, because you get an uncomfortable golf Especially shoe. Especially at our age. Jeez. It's the, it's the worst. to talk about. Jeez, these <laughs> shoes, they're killing me. <laughs> All right, uh, PGA Tour leaderboard. Jason Duffner, what a second round he had yesterday uh, at Muirfield Village in Dublin, Ohio, which, by the way, if you want to go catch uh, some golf this weekend, it's a five-and-a-half-hour ride, you know, Going hotels.com, whatever, pick out a hotel uh, on the way back, but got a chance to go there and check out some great golf. Jason Duffner, uh, 14 under par, a five shot lead over Daniel Summerhays, nine under. Ricky Fowler in third at eight under, but he's seven strokes, no, excuse me, six strokes back. That's, of Duffner. That's crazy. At eight it, under par through two rounds. How do you rounds. get 14 under par through two rounds at that golf course? I can't even imagine playing that well. That's, well, he went out early yesterday, shot 65. That helps. Yes. yes. Uh, early before uh, any breeze picked up there, before 
the greens got even faster at Muirfield Village. Uh, other notables, Jordan Spieth is uh, tied for fourth at 600 par along with Justin Thomas. They'll tee off at 120 this afternoon. Matt Kuchar is at five under par along with Emiliano Grillo and Lingmurth five under. Bubba Watson at five under par. A rare sighting this year. Yes, a rare sighting for Bubba Watson. Certainly struggling. Kevin Kisner, uh, the winner last week at the Dean and DeLuca, he is tied for seventh at five under par. Uh, Phil Mickelson, four under par, uh, ten strokes back of the lead. Jason Duffner, we'll see if uh, the Duff Daddy, as they call him, can uh, continue that. Our PGA Tour Champions Report brought to you by Absolute Care. Uh, they are not playing this week. They're off this week. So I'll give you Steve Stricker. He's a Champions Tour player. That's right. Now, he is two under par, 12 back of that. Last week they had the Senior PGA Championship. Uh, no surprise. Do I have anything to tell you who won? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I think we know. All right. Is he German? He's a German, and he's unbelievable. Bernhard Longer. All right, see so yeah, there. I told you uh, who won. Bernhard Longer won the Senior PGA Championship last week. Hey, want to mention the Duster Challenge, uh, the putting tournament. They want to talk about a way, we were talking earlier about how to get kids uh, into golf at an event. Mm-hmm. Now, my boys, they, they do golf camp. They do a little bit. They competed in the Duster Challenge, the first one last year. And this is an 18-hole putting tournament uh, at Fox Valley Club. July 21st will be the second Duster Challenge. That's a Friday. Move from a Monday to a Friday evening uh, to make it Fun, like Jeff talked about before. So there's a kids' division, and then there's an adults' division. After the kids' division, uh, it starts at 5 p.m. After they're done, uh, they'll have use of the pool. There'll be a movie night for the kids while the adults under the lights uh, compete for the title of Western York's best putter in the Duster Challenge. And it's 18 holes, stroke play, then you go to match play for the adults. Uh, Food and beverage will be included. Uh, You can register at DusterChallenge.com. But I'll go back to the kids' part here uh, real quick. So my boy's like, okay, we'll do this. They had a blast. Their certificates uh, hang on the wall, like prominent next to, you know, basketball trophies and, and such. And they're like, when are we doing that again? When do we get to do that event again? And then I was thinking of there was a family from Rochester that came, and their daughter brought her best friend and the mother told me um, it's the only time golf is when her and her friend uh, get together mm-hmm. and can hang out. And they experienced this friendship through the game of golf, and they had a blast too. So I just look at the fun that they had, and that's what I envisioned for the kids' division. And it was a great thing to get involved in. And that's the only thing they do golf-wise. Okay, fine. It's, a, it's an entree into the game for them. Yep. Yeah. And they get to see what it's all about. And like you said, it, last year was so much fun. Um, just that first event, it was it was a blast. We turned on all the the headlights, the car vehicles. Yeah, it was, <laughs> but it was a memorable day, and I think everybody had a blast. So. Everybody had a blast. So I, you know, we keep mentioning it. we want you to sign up for it uh, and don't miss out because you know, obviously, putt, we can't you know have a, a huge field for this event. Right. We've yeah, we've limited. got to, yeah. So make sure you get in, and you're not you're not locked out. And the PGA is uh, helping out this year. Well, it's the other part is going to get to the Western New York PGA. We partner with the Western New York PGA uh, not only for their assistance, but uh, we're going to benefit the Western New York PGA Section Foundation, the Reach and, Foundation, and, and the Reach Foundation, and the Hope Program, um, and, and the work that you do with veterans um, uh, to get them into the golf and you know help with the. Uh, help our veterans, particularly those who have been wounded, um, come back and 
give them something to get rid of the stress and experience a game of golf and some things that they can do or maybe have some limitations elsewhere in life. You know, just we talk about it a lot on this show, but how much golf gives back. You know, it seems to be the nature of golf that every time you have an event, it's helping somebody else. It's not just helping the golfers. So we're very proud of uh, our foundation with the West New York PGA and the things we do, and uh, we look forward to to going further and further. We're uh, we're, we're doing some we some big things in the uh, in the pot right now for the West New York PGA, and we're very excited about it. All right, uh, so make sure you register DusterChallenge.com. Again, DusterChallenge.com. That's with a D. Yeah. D-U-S-T-E-R Challenge.com. Register today. What a fun first date that would be for someone. Huh? It would, yeah, it would be, going, right? Hey, yeah. yeah and, you know, oh, here's – glad you mentioned that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's say, well, you know, I'd like to go and help out. Uh, you know, I want to participate, you know. Uh, have some beverages, food. You can do that too. There's a spectator pass uh, that you can buy. That's half half price. All right, so it's forty nine dollars to compete. It's twenty five bucks way uh, to be a spectator pass. Way better. Be- yes, way it is way better, better than, than putt putt. There is no question about <laughs> yes, that. Yes. Uh, that's for sure. So the Duster Challenge, July twenty first, will be at Fox Valley, right in the, the putting green out front. There, it's a perfect setup for it. Cool trophy. A, a very cool trophy. Uh, you know, John Fuller won last year. That was our champion last year, John Fuller. So uh, I know he went and hung that up in his office uh, immediately, mm-hmm. uh, the trophy. So happy to have that. Hey, if you haven't upgraded your equipment, I went into this the other day. You know, I noticed, Jeff, tell me what's the lifespan of a wedge? Well, <laughs> well, typically you'd want to get new wedge. It depends how much you play. I think you can get 100 rounds out of a wedge, 80 rounds out of a wedge. And, and after that, you know, you, you probably want to start looking at new grooves. I know some of the new wedges, some of the new wedges, the faces last a little bit longer and they're hardening the steel. What people often fail to do is get fit for their wedges, you know. So they go out and they just grab a sand wedge and they don't know what the loft is. They don't know what the lie angle is and they don't know what the bounce is. Um, you want that. People swing differently. There's, you know, sweeper sliders, diggers, you know, there's different ways to hit the golf ball and the bounce and the sole configuration can accommodate how you hit the golf ball and make the game easier for you. And lie angles are important. If you've got a club that's too upright for you, you're going to pull your wedges. So um, if there's too flat, you're going to push them. So you need to you need to spend a few minutes with your PGA Pro and get fit for your wedges and have proper gapping. You don't typically you don't want more than four to six degrees between the lofts and your wedges. So if you've got a pitching wedge, a lot of people assume their pitching wedge is 48 degrees. Well, they're not anymore. They're often 45 and 44. And the next club you have is a 56 degree sandwich. There's like three clubs in there. You should. I mean, you've got probably a huge gap, and you're not maximizing your wedge game. And and once you get close to the green, that's where you start to score. So wedges are a tremendously important part to everybody's game. I did a wedge fitting this week. You know, was, we bent the line angles, we put the grid. We got the right grinds. We got the right lofts. It doesn't take that long, but it makes a huge difference in your game. Yeah, it certainly will. Uh, those are the scoring clubs. Right, right. There's the wedges in the bag. So the game is about score. That's right. Yes, <laughs> yes. yeah. Yes. Grips. How often should you regrip your clubs? Well, once they get slick or slippery, and there's so many out there. I, you know, I. Re-grip. You mean the old dish soap uh, trick doesn't work? It, 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 it can, <laughs> you know, Well, not with the new grips. Yeah. I mean, the, remember those, those old, the old standard grips you get, the oh, black the with the green. Yes, yeah. yeah you know, that was the dish soap deal, right? Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, they also had leather grips back then too. I remember that. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, once your grips get slippery, there, you know, it's a great way to. If they start to get slippery, you start to squeeze, you know, and then you yeah. add tension in your forearms, and and if it rains or anything, they even get slipperier. So new grips, I, I do my grips twice a year, once in the spring and once halfway through the summer if I'm playing a lot, just to make sure I got fresh grips. Well, that's that's one of those things too where. You know, people look at, hey, I need new golf clubs. You might just need new grips. Might need new grips. Yeah, yeah. might need new grips. And so. they feel.
feel great when you get new ones on. Oh, yes. Yeah. And yeah. there's so many styles out there. So go go see your PGA Pro and have them throw some yeah. new grips on for yeah. you. And if you're not at a club or you, you want to get it done, uh, Woods to Wedge is a great place oh, to yeah. get get it done. They've got all the selection there. You can test out the grips. And That's where I took the wedges to get bent when, uh, yeah. when we got them. They are the best. Yes. Donna, Kevin, uh, and Dave over there are the best Woods to Wedges inside the Willie Golf. I want to thank uh, all of our, our partners here on TD Green, the Western New York PGA, Michelob Ultra, Woods to Wedges. I uh, want to thank uh, all them. Custom Turf, by the way, if you want to green in your backyard, Looking in your basement. Yeah, make sure you get that happen. Our home clubs, uh, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. And, of course, we want to thank Niagara Falls Country Club for all their hospitality today here. Women's Porter Cup begins play June 7th. Uh, again, that's free and open to the public. You want to see some great gals playing golf you can see that for free out here next week june 7th 8th and 9th play begins at 8 a.m each day goes to about four that's free and open to the public we look forward to being back here in july for the men's porter cup uh when that that continues another great tournament and the, the list of names that uh the alumni that played in that is tremendous pete and tiger woods who we we're talking about before they got the plaque out there for the whole one on number 12 that's gonna do it for our show today of course if you missed any portion you go back and listen to it at wgr550.com we'll tweet out that link a little bit later today thanks to nate geary thanks to brian oakley tom ahern the entire staff here at niagara falls country club for jeff Minas and kevin sylvester get out there and play some golf this weekend on wgr sports radio 550 you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai There's joy in every journey.